0: Hello! Welcome everybody to another edition of the Jumpman Podcast. My name is Chad. I'm here to talk to you about some things near and dear to my heart. Maybe some comics. Maybe some video games. Uh, But mostly... Ooh, I'm silencing my phone. Mostly (laughs) just talking about cartoons. My God. Back in the day, I was a huge toonhead. And, you know... I'll, I'll give it up, I'm 34, uh, no, you, start, you stop losing track after 30, um, and so, let's see, back when I was 14, to uh, my, I moved into a new house, and we got Satellite TV, and oh my goodness, the Cartoon Network, and I was finally inundated uh, with all these amazing new shows that are happening at the time. Uh, Before then, I got three channels. We were living out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, none of them uh, included PBS. So I missed out on Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street, sadly. But I'm catching up now. Mr. Rogers is definitely for adults. Don't let anybody tell you that Old School Mr. Rogers is a puppet show for children. It's actually a real show for adults disguised as a children's show, uh, like every single kid's book uh, ever. So I'm just going to double check my settings because I'm not recording with uh, my brother due to reasons. Um, but we'll be together next week, uh, this upcoming Sunday, like we always do. So I'm going to talk to you about, let's see, I'm going to tell you about something that I'm not so interested in just to get it off my chickety chest, and then I'm going to tell you, oh my goodness, these two cartoons that I'm really looking forward to. So way back in the day, I would occasionally skip soccer practice to go home to watch Dragon Ball Z. It was the greatest cartoon show i'd ever seen in my life i didn't know i didn't know that um you know all the tropes that we're used to today like uh three episodes of filler crap and then three episodes of action were going to happen you know you just didn't know like it was just like wow that episode really dragged out or wow oh my god they're still fighting and talking about fighting after three episodes guys this is incredible uh, but it only uh in my uh country my region new york state in america only aired at a specific time on Cartoon Network, uh, which was exactly during soccer practice after school. So the days that I didn't get soccer practice, I would get my dad to tape the episodes on VHS, and I was really into it and really, really bummed uh, when the original uh, English dub done in Canada ran out i think it was like 60 episodes in just as goku is just about he's he's arrived in the planet Namek and he's just about to whoop some ass on the ginyu force and that was the end of the dub that they had done and so it went back to episode one so i guess i could catch up on all those old episodes that i missed but man i was so into that show i loved it i watched every single movie even the crummy ones. I did not watch uh, Dragon Ball GT because everybody told me what a sack of crap it was, and that it kind of ruined Dragon Ball Z canon forever, and that Akira Toriyama didn't want to have anything to do with it. But now that he's old, just like Harrison Ford, he can make uh, old man bad decisions. He can be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm old. Eh, Why not? I just take my artistic integrity and. Blah, 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 blah straight out the window you know so he's like okay you want to make a bunch of knockoff dragon ball z movies and call it canon why not who cares cha-ching and give me some money and i'll pass it off to my grandkids maybe or whatever he does i wonder about that so anyway uh, uh if you haven't seen dragon ball z battle of the gods not gonna talk about it i think my brother and i have discussed it pretty quickly actually, but it was horrible! It was terrible! It was everything that I didn't like about Dragon Ball, which is like, um, it spent more time being japanese and boring than it was fun to watch, and uh, I really didn't like it. And the ending was terrible! And quick spoiler alert, so um, the next 10 seconds will be spoilers, starting... Now Goku loses the fight in the end. I couldn't believe it. He lost the fight, and it was just some cheesy ass ending. And he's like, "Fuck! I'm out of power." And the and and so everything about it wasn't satisfactory. I I, I didn't have a good experience watching it. That's my opinion. Moving on, they're making another steaming pile of shit. Ah, I mean, good on them. I mean, you know, um, I think somebody at um, Animation? No. Who's the Japanese equivalent? Toy. Um, T o i e. Uh, whoever owns Dragon Ball Z is like, hey, guess what, guys? Uh, we can be making a. They're making a Pokemon movie every single year, and it's continuing, and people want to see it. Let's just do that with Dragon Ball Z. Why do we stop making movies? I don't know. So uh, they're making more Dragon Ball Z movies. The next movie, they're bringing back Frieza. Which uh, he, if you don't know, Frieza was like the big bad, uh, for a time, of the Dragon Ball Z universe. You know, in the original manga, he was the big bad that the entire series was leading up to, and the fight against Frieza is like 30 episodes! 30 episodes of fighting one guy! It's insane. So, to take the best, most memorable, one of the most memorable villains, and then bring him back just because is totally lame. And uh, I feel like there's no good, I don't know, as a fan, it kind of pisses me off. But there are a lot of kids that need to be introduced into uh, Dragon Ball Z, so that's great. Uh, So the movie's not out yet. All we've seen so far is some pictures that are pissing off fanboys. Old fanboys, like me, that haven't touched their product or bought any toys or comics or videos or anything in over 10 years. Um, uh, Which is Goku slash Vegeta. They have a new Super Saiyan transformation that changes their yellow hair to blue. Because, I guess, I don't know. Hold on. Oh, and somebody's in the chat with us. Yo, Karanari, how's it going? Let's see. Karanari says, I just left it after Dragon Ball and DBZ didn't watch any movies or GT. Good on you. Good on you, man. Most of the movies sucked ass. Straight up, vanilla Dragon Ball Z is where it's at. Uh, And honestly, I didn't pay attention that much to the Boo saga, because after Cell, I was like, well, Cell was like the bonus DLC that we got to Dragon Ball Z. You know, they brought Frieza back for that, killed him again, easily, to show how badass Trunks was, and that's all it needed to be. So, in the new movie, there's some bad guys that go to Earth to get the Dragon Balls to resurrect Frieza, and he's back! And not only is he back, but he's back! And he's gold, <laughs> like like uh, like straight up WWF Attitude Era. He used to have gold dust, and he used to go, <sighs> and uh, was super flamboyant. I feel like it's the same way. Like Frieza's gonna pop onto screen and be like, "I like gold," uh, but Sam's with blue hair, gold Frieza. It's really just taking it a step too far, in my opinion. Maybe there are a lot of kids out there that watch this and drink some yogurt. Anybody see those old uh, Dragon Ball Z yogurt commercials from Japan? They're awesome. Anyway, if you are really interested, here's the tagline. Anime rivals Son Goku and Frieza are set to clash once again in a battle of the ages in the upcoming animated film Dragon Ball Z, colon, Resurrection of F. And the F is for... Fuck you in the wallet. Anywho, um, you know it's going to be a trilogy. Battle of the Gods, where Goku battled the purple cat from outer space and lost. Um, Resurrection of F, Frieza. And what will the next movie be? In the last movie, Battle of the Gods, Goku got a brand new power-up, different colored hair. This time he's got a brand new power-up, different colored hair. It's kind of like uh, the, the um, I want to say, it's kind of like Cutie Honey over the years. You know, that really started it off like, all right, we had Dragon Ball Z and your hair turns from black to gold, right? Then Cutie Honey turned from like, uh, I think she was like, uh, it was like red to white or something in there. But it was like red meant more powerful and I never thought that Goku would actually go with red hair. Outside of um, outside of his one um, power-up, but they made it canon. God. Anyway, so sorry, all, right, all right. So taking the negativity and I'm passing it away. Goodbye article with God an ad that kept playing during while I was talking. Sorry, everybody was annoyed by that. I was annoyed by that. Let's talk about some things that I really like. So, uh, if I were to name this next segment, I would call it "Late to the Party," because I'm really really late to the party about Steven Universe. If you haven't seen the show, it's incredible. I mean, I don't have cable, honestly. I don't watch Cartoon Network. Everybody that just kind of pals around in Toonami, Adult Swim kind of whines about how terrible it is. I didn't know! I didn't know! Um, uh, one of the creators, one of the... Let me get this right. <laughs> one of the crew members of Adventure Time split off and made her own show. Uh, Rebecca Sugar. Former storyboard artist, writer, and composer for Adventure Time. Split off and did her own show called Steven Universe. And it's the tits. It's awesome. It's got everything that uh, that I like in a show rated PG for kids. (laughs) It's got uh, amazing lore. Uh, It's about this kind of like 6 to 10-year-old, I would say, chubby loser named Steven who, um, let's see... He lives in this temple with these three other women that are way older and more successful than him, and they all have these gem powers, and the gem powers uh, can do, like, crazy anything. Like, uh, I'm, I'm 10, 11, 12 episodes in, and the, every episode, it's like, look what I can do with this, look what I can do with this, cool, that's cool too. Look at all the crazy world-building that we're doing every single episode. It's great. It reminds me a lot of Tenchi Muyo. In that, like, every single episode, Steven, who doesn't know anything, is learning more and more and more about the gem people and the the gem universe. And so not only is there action, decent story, lots and lots of humor, but there's also some songs (laughs) that are kind of, like, defining the show. Like, uh, I think I read that the creator didn't want to force a song into every show, Uh, like My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. But they decided to throw them all in there, and they 're really, really funny. I think the last episode I saw was this insanely funny send up of wrestling where Steven and amethyst, who's one of the gem women that he lives with uh <laughs> disguise themselves and perf- and go out and go into this like indie wrestling circuit it's a great, great send up of the whole uh, wrestling game in a kid's show that's great, and it doesn't have to, uh what I love is. You don't have to go full-on regular show or full-on late-night adult swim show to have, like, snarky jokes in uh, a kid's show. I just love it. And you should go watch it if you haven't already. And you probably have because I'm late to the party. Let's see. Oh, also, late to the party, part two. If you haven't seen it yet, Inspector Gadget is back. Oh, my God. For years, for decades, let's say, I watched every single iteration of Inspector Gadget because near and dear to my heart was the original series. I was alive when the original series was playing on the air for the first time on Nickelodeon. It was crazy. We'd go to my grandparents' house in Florida. Uh, every Easter and oh my goodness, we would just like we would. Just, my parents would be like, "Go outside, enjoy it." We're in Florida. We're not in the wasteland of Buffalo anymore. And we're just like glued to the screen because they had cable. And so uh, we'd wake up in the morning, and the first thing we'd watch would be the uh, Saturday morning. Um, not Saturday morning. The um, the Cartoon Express. I think it was on. I'm going to say like Universe Universal. No USA USA Cartoon Express in the morning. It had it started off with the Bingo the Clown Show. Then G.I. Joe was usually like an episode or two. And after that would come Inspector Gadget. And on Nickelodeon, every, uh, one of the years we were watching it, they had a Wowser watch, which was you had to write down every single time that Inspector Gadget said Wowzers uh, during an episode, tally it up throughout the week, and then send in a number to win a prize. I did not win the prize because we were only there for a few days, sadly. But I loved, loved, loved the show classic inspector gadget he's a moron cyborg with all these crazy um uh powers you know he's saying go go gadget pencil sharpener and something besides a pencil sharpener will pop out and hijinks will ensue but he's also a secret agent battling the agents of mad and it's this hilarious send-up of get smart this uh, old 70s 60s 70s probably tv show but the original guy who played Uh, The main character from Get Smart voices Inspector Gadget. It was perfect. And you have this great balance of Inspector Gadget's wacky antics while uh, his niece, Penny, is kicking ass and saving the day. And she had uh, the first iPad in the world back in 1983. Uh, She called it her computer book. And she would use it to do research, to make video calls, to, you know, like... Everything was in this computer book. Everybody wanted one. It was insane. And he also had the Mobile, which was a regular car that transformed into an awesome police car and zoomed around and saved the day. Uh, it was great. Shooky Levy, Shooky Levy scored it. I've listened to the soundtrack <laughs> probably more times than I care to admit. But ever since the original series, every iteration of Inspector Gadget, and there have been many, have sucked ass Uh, And I would list them for you, because I wrote them all down. Okay, there were not one, but two live-action films. Uh, 1999, Matthew Broderick starred as Inspector Gadget, and he he was, unlike the old Gadget, he was mostly reliable. All his gadgets worked, which kind of kills the gag and the entire point of the character. And his nemesis, Dr. Claw, they showed his face in the trailer, which ruined the whole point of the character. The whole point of Doctor Claw is that you just see his claw; you don't see his face. Like, wait, 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 let me um, I'm gonna pull up my software. So, this is like nineteen ninety-nine Doctor Claw. Hello, yes, I'm Doctor Claw, and this is original Doctor Claw, where he's just like, CUSH you catch fuck you." Oh, I don't think he ever flipped him off, but that would have been awesome. So let's see. Uh, then there was a terrible, terrible sequel starring French Stewart in two thousand three. Uh, other cartoons that have been since then there was Gadget Boy uh, which was like a prequel so Inspector Gadget was a cyborg when he was a child that really made me feel funny uh, as in like God what happened to you Inspector Gadget that you just come out of the womb and they were like put him in the ICU and then let's just give him some wacky gadgets so he can get through his life he's a robot baby uh, anyway it did introduce a new villain, Spydra, which was cool than just having a Dr. Claw with a the face. Uh, then there was Gadget Boy's Adventures in History, shown on the History Channel exclusively. Don't, don't watch these, by the way. These, these are awful. Uh, Inspector Gadget Saves Christmas, which was a Christmas special. The voice for Penny was not up to standard. Um, I mean, like, nowhere close to the original, but then also not very good on her own. Sorry, mm, you know, my critical analysis, being a huge fan, fanboy nerd, um, that was just really bad. Uh, and they had some songs in it, too. And I remember they're counting down the, the 12 Days of Christmas as a parody, but at the same time, it's like they're, they're throwing in things that, like, Mad wants to give kids for Christmas, like Ninja Pigs, I believe, were one of the 12 Days of Christmas. It was really cheesy and not at all entertaining. Uh, and there was no like spy stuff so the secret formula for inspector gadget is inspector gadget screws up right he's wacky he's silly uh, that's part one part two penny saves the day she's a super spy she's awesome part three actual legitimate spy stuff and it's just like alright so penny is like solving a mystery also mad has this crazy plot that involves technology blowing stuff up and legitimate threats to human safety and uh, i think part four is mad agents going around impersonating people but really actually being spies right it's like a spy versus spy show that stars a main character who's wacky as hell to bring in the kids Uh, that's the formula if you can't get like those three to four steps it's not going to work and all these shows failed Uh, inspector gadgets field trip inspector gadget Or no, excuse me, it was just Gadget and the Gadgetinis, which I think might have been the worst of them. So imagine Inspector Gadget being wacky, but he has these little tiny versions of himself called the Gadgetinis, and he's like go, go Gadgetinis, be cute so I don't have to be on screen and the Gadgetinis are just, uh, I mean so it's like you're taking the Inspector Gadget silliness, but then you have something that's also silly, and I don't think it really worked, and also don't watch it just don't. Um, things I haven't seen, they made some feature films behind my back. I had no idea until I did the research for this episode. Inspector Gadget's Last Case and Inspector Gadget's Biggest Caper Ever. Both feature length films that I actually haven't seen, both of them totally critically panned by fans, and uh, I don't know if a film critic actually saw that, uh, but alike. So, here we are. 2015, it's been 30 years since anything good came out of Inspector Gadget, and oh my god, everyone, it's finally happened. There's a good Inspector Gadget cartoon happening right now in Canada. Uh, uh, maybe Australia, too. Not sure about that. Um, we're not the most factual podcasts. <laughs> anyway, go look it up online. You can watch it online, online right now. So, it's a straight-up sequel to the original Inspector Gadget show. In one of the episodes, the original Inspector Gadget, Dr. Claw's uh, claw-mobile, which was like a flying car, gets stuck in an iceberg. And guess what? 30 years later, they make that, and that's like the end of an episode, they make that canon. They're like, yo, where's Dr. Claw been for 30 years? Or uh, it's not like 30 years in the show because Penny is like maybe six, seven years later, uh, older. So in the show, they say, all right, he's been gone. Dr. Claw's been gone, and the world's at peace because he's been stuck in an iceberg without his claw. Inspector Gadget has retired. Penny is now the main character of the show. She's grown up a bit. She's a super spy, and her and Brain are like a super team, and it's everything that you thought that they could have been, uh, except that Inspector Gadget was always kind of holding them back. It's amazing. It's great. Inspector Gadget comes back. I mean, you can't have the show without him. He comes back and he fills his role as being wacky and silly, right? And his gadgets malfunctioning all the time. Meanwhile, Penny is also doing super spy stuff. There is semi-legitimate dangerous threats with spy stuff and also mad agents doing spy stuff. So they get all the three to four points on point. Also, because they age the characters, they can kind of do whatever they want. Um, The music is really, really good. It hits the original series. Shooky Levy, huge fan. Uh, Different composer, but still really, really good. And they introduce a new character that that makes a new dynamic. So Inspector Gadget, his niece, is Penny, right? She's a super spy. Dr. Claw has a nephew named Talon, and he's a super spy, too. Dr. Claw, sadly... It seems like he's gone kind of senile while he was sitting in the ice for all those years. So he's kind of more on the level of Inspector Gadget in that he's kind of like a silly, you know, um, doesn't really do much. Maybe sets up the plot and like, um, but it really isn't like a real threat. He's more like, oh, grandpa, talking about the old spy days and throwing a fit. Meanwhile, Talon is like his number one agent slash Starscream in a certain effect because he's always trying to supplant, uh, his uncle, you know, always trying to get the drop on him so he can look really great. And, uh, believe it or not, Penny and Talon, same-ish about of age, totally making the eyes at each other, like, wah, 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 wah. yeah, they want to totally smooch. But wait, we're on opposite sides of a global spy war. Oh, I still want to smooch you. It's awesome. It's all in there, and just like all shows today, it's only like 11-minute chunks, so 11-minute episodes. It's great, and I think there's at least 26 episodes, hoping uh, 52. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe there's already 52. Anyway, go check it out. It's awesome. It's worth your time. None of the other Inspector Gadget series are worth your time. It's not even like a... All the other Gadget series, like Gadget's Field Trip, it's not a so bad it's good, it's just like a so boring and so like, oh no, what did they make you do? I really like Inspector Gadget, why? Why? There's no redeeming qualities. Which really stinks because Gadget and the Gadgetinis, um, a lot of the original guys from the original series worked on it, but I guess that didn't make it good, in my opinion. So... That's it, two things I'm really into right now, one, that I'm really not looking forward to at all. But you know, when it's online, maybe I'll skim it. I skimmed Battle of the Gods, and I was like, oh, fuck, it was just as bad as I thought. Uh, So I guess maybe this is self-fulfilling prophecy, but you know, Gold Frieza, who really cares? Maybe it'll sell some yogurts in Japan, I don't know, anyway. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. We are the Jumpman Podcast. We're a weekly video game slash movie slash cartoon slash comic. Uh, did I say it twice? Podcast. Usually I'm with my brother Eric, and we will be together next week. Um, we're recording usually at Sundays at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So if we record live on twitch.tv slash jumpmania if you want to check us out in the chat box. Huge shout-out to Karinari, You rule, dude. I kind of just kind of jumped live on Twitch without telling anybody uh, just to get this in while my kid is sleeping. Um, So, yeah, Uh, you can also check us out on our headquarters over at JumpMenPodcast.com. We're on RetroWareTV.com, Elder-Geek.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. And, hey, give us a shout-out on Facebook. And what's going on on our Facebook uh, wall, anyway? What's really hard uh, is like during an episode, I'll run over to Facebook really quick, but then uh, to get to like the posts to page done by other people, it's like I got to like go over here, click on this. Thank you so much to Martin Ward. You are a maniac of the week for posting that ridiculous article by Dinosaur Dracula about old school McDonald's Happy Meal boxes. That was awesome. I definitely had a couple of those boxes and looking back. Oh my goodness. Tiny Toons. That's an episode in itself. Talking about old school Tiny Toons. Was it cool? Was it not cool? Has it aged well? Eh, we'll get to that. But anyway, thank you so much. Daniel Torre. You're awesome, buddy. Hope you pronounced your name right. At least I got some names out instead of just saying like thank you to the person who said that. Anyway. Um, good night, everybody. Have you, hope you have a great week. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Jump now. Engage. Yahoo! Your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand, one shall